These are words and rules written by the author of The Dresden Files and the Codex Alera, Jim Butcher. I've paraphrased a bit because originally, Jim was talking about writing, but this is a message that can apply to anything. Replace butt in chair time with singing or running or researching. It's all the same. Success doesn't come from nothing. As Jim says, T-A-N-F-L, there ain't no free lunch. Those words have always inspired me and motivated me and driven me to achieve, even when my natural procrastination threatened to take control. That's why I'm here. I'm your host, Danny McGeehan, and this is the Free Lunch Podcast. Before we start, I want to talk about me. That's not much of a surprise to anyone who knows me, I wager, but you should know where this is coming from. To anyone who struggles to get out of bed in the morning, to anyone who sees the world in a dull grey and not, as you may perceive everyone else does, a world of pastel and rainbow, this isn't coming from a place of higher knowledge. This isn't a lecture. I'm one of you. I'm exactly like you. Whether it's depression the mood, depression the mental illness, or just basic lack of motivation, I understand that desire to roll over and go back to sleep or flick on the TV instead of work or maybe crack another beer when you shouldn't. This podcast is kind of a therapy for me and it's me trying to motivate myself and see if just maybe I can motivate someone else too. There ain't no free lunch. Let's get started. First off, a bit of an apology. I'm kind of sick when I am recording this, so apologies if I sound kind of like I've got a dick in my mouth. Procrastination is a pretty big player in my life, and I know it is in other people's lives as well. The Greek poet Hesiod wrote about procrastination as far back as 800 BC, cautioning his togged mates not to put your work off till tomorrow and the day after. I have no idea why he's British. But that does make me wonder which historical figures were chronic procrastinators. Kill Caesar? Thanks, Brutus. Can't be stuffed today. I'll do it tomorrow. Hashtag relatable. Association for Psychological Science member and professor of psychology at DePaul University, Joseph Ferrari, said in a 2013 paper by the APS that as many as 20% of people may be chronic procrastinators. Chances are, some of you are listening right now. In the paper, the causes of procrastination are stated as a lack of self-regulation, and more accurately, a lack of emotional regulation. Basically, without the ability to be motivated at will, through a good or at least positive mood, you're unable to work productively or even motivate yourself to start working, period. Which got me thinking, how many people can actually get up in the morning and say to themselves, I'm going to be in a great mood today. I don't think there are many, that's for sure. I know some people, you know the ones, we love to hate them. Every day, bubbly as a glass of champagne and ready for whatever the day has in store for me. Yuck. In truth, I know people like that who I love. 
and I envy them. But I know far more people who aren't that way, who still get their shit done. They can be as moody as all hell, but they're part of the grind. So how do they do it? Be back in a few. Why do you think people procrastinate? I think because some people are lazy and they just want to put it off. Where do you think procrastination comes from? It comes from having to do something that you really don't want to do and you find any excuse under the sun not to do it. There are lots of different opinions when it comes to where procrastination comes from, why it happens, and what you can do about it. While 20% of people are considered chronic procrastinators, I think it's apparent that everyone does it at least some of the time. It's something we all share, and there's a very good reason for this, I think. We're all lazy sometimes. We want to go out with the lads rather than get that assignment done. It's the ability to stand up and go, I will do that work today, that separates the nominal procrastinator from the chronic. And I think there's a very good reason why people have this ability as well. I turned to my mum for some info on this. She works harder than absolutely anyone I know. She's a nurse and she's a very good one as well. She's respected and she's looked up to across her entire district. So I thought she'd probably be the best person to talk to about this. Sorry for the audio quality on this. Uh, it was recorded on my phone. Here she is. I never wanted to be a nurse. Right. I was always way too squeamish and I wanted to be things like a pharmacist, an actress, social worker, all sorts of other stuff, but never wanted to be a nurse. Right. But I got tired of school at about 16, so I decided to leave and bummed around doing a few different jobs, like working in a bank and a shop and a laboratory and an office, and it was all boring, boring, boring. Interesting six months in a sausage factory. Um, but then, basically, I needed a job. I needed a job, I needed somewhere to live. So I actually got a job as a nursing auxiliary in operating theatres at a relatively old hospital in a local town. And So an auxiliary, that's like you're, you're cleaning up after yeah. them, basically? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sort of getting supplies, cleaning up... Um, and I was given a salary and a roof over my head, so I gave it a go. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. And that's where my love affair with nursing began. When I began my nursing training, so it was the nursing senior nurse in the operating theatres that recommended I go and do my training. Mm -hmm. So off I went. So during my training, I did all sorts of areas because it was hospital-based training. But where I really loved was medicine, um, I worked in cancer wards, which I really loved. So when I finished my training, I worked for six months on a head injury unit, which had a four-bedded intensive care. Um, oh, it was all very intense. Um, then I did more oncology, medicine. So I did intensive care, recovery, all sorts of kind of like quite high-tech stuff. And then after I came to New Zealand, I had the opportunity to work in the hospice, which was pretty much then became a bit of a passion for me. The key thing for me all the way along the road has been my passion and my belief in nursing and the difference it can make. I never expected to be doing the role I'm currently doing. Um, 
I don't really plan things that well. I think the passion comes now from the fact that it's never boring. Never boring. Um, the people I meet are fascinating and amazing. I can spend a whole week visiting patients over the age of 90 and every story they have to tell is different. Yeah. And it's very much about respecting the person, respecting the place they're in, and trying to find a way to make their life, their situation, their health situation, the best I can Yeah. in the current circumstance. Yeah. So I can't cure the fact they're 90, but can I make things a wee bit better? Can life have a little bit more quality? It's totally about dignity and it's totally about the person. And I think that's really amplified when you work with older adults because they have had experiences and lived through times that we will never live through. For me, as a nurse, it's not about taking over their life. It's not about making somebody do something. It's about trying to improve and make a difference to their day-to-day life. I don't procrastinate about seeing patients because I know that even if I'm feeling a bit blur or a bit naff, that once I'm in a person's house and engaging with them, I know I won't feel like that anymore. And I actually feel really honoured to be allowed into people's lives in the way that they allow me. And that is another thing that really drives me. Passion, drive, incentive, enthusiasm, I think they're all kind of like part of that same... um, group of feelings and emotions and I think that um, knowing that I can make a difference is what drives me and further gives me the passion. There it is, in a nutshell, it's passion. Some people find passion in odd places during their work. They may not enjoy the work as a whole, but they're determined to do a good job. Others want to impress their peers, or they simply want to earn that bonus to make the most of their free time. And some people truly do love their work. While nursing stresses mom out to no end, she loves helping people, caring for people, and making sure that the older adults in her community are well represented and looked after. Hell, I procrastinated writing this podcast. I had my set timeline of when I wanted things done and left the script writing to Wednesday when I should have been recording. In the end, I'm passionate about what I'm doing here. I want to really apply myself to this project, and I did, even if I buggered about for a couple days, got sick, and paid for it. If you find that you don't have the drive in your daily work, maybe look deeper than what you're doing. Why don't you have a passion for it? What can you do to solve this problem? I'm not saying quit your desk job and start studying feminist dance theory unless that's your dream in life, which go and do it. Go and study feminist dance theory. I don't have an issue with that. But I am saying that you should find something, anything that you are passionate about and do it or look into doing it and believe in yourself and your work. That's how I'm trying to cure my often chronic procrastination. Find passion in your life. People are at their best when they're passionate about something and you deserve to be at your best. 
thank you to all my contributors, the kind of funny best friends, and my mum for helping me with this episode. It was really hard to get started, actually, but I truly believe in this podcast, and I can't wait for you to hear what's to come. Subscribe to the Freelance Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, and Stitcher. Leave a review and rating, and hit me up on Twitter, at DanJRadio. Once again, a big thanks to you, the listener, for joining me on this adventure. Keep being great.